Welcome to the Littler Workplace Policy Institute podcast. Insider briefings on the latest legislative and regulatory developments affecting employers. Hello, I'm Corinne Jackson, a Littler principal in Los Angeles, California, and a member of Littler's Workplace Policy Institute, or WPI. And I'm Marissa Dragu, attorney at Littler and member of our Littler Learning Group, or LLG. LLG focuses on innovative workplace training solutions, including, of course, compliance training. And I'm Bruce Sarche, a Littler shareholder in Sacramento, California, and also a member of the Workplace Policy Institute. WPI is dedicated to making sure that policymakers hear the voice of employers as they consider and implement workplace legislation and regulations. WPI also alerts the employer community to changes that affect their workplaces, especially in California. That's right, Corinne, and uh, we have some breaking news as an update to the recent webinar that Corinne and I broadcast last October regarding new laws in California for 2019. Uh, Regular subscribers to our podcasts and webinars will recall that many of those new laws grew out of the Me Too movement and were intended to address sexual harassment in the workplace. We have new laws expanding the definition of who can be a harasser, limiting confidentiality provisions in settlement agreements, and several sweeping pronouncements of legislative intent regarding the appropriate standard of proof in sexual harassment cases. And employers also need to come to terms with SB 1343, which changed the requirements for prohibited harassment training in California workplaces. And because Marissa is one of Littler's preeminent employment law trainers in California, we've invited her to share her insight and expertise regarding this new law. Thanks so much for that introduction, Corinne and Bruce. So, Marissa, can you please give us some background on these training developments? Sure thing. So let's go back in time just a bit. Some years ago, California became one of the first states in the union to require that employers provide training on prohibited harassment. So that law, AB 1825, required that employers of 50 or more employees in California provide two hours of harassment prevention training to managers and supervisors every two years. So newly hired managers and supervisors also needed to receive the training. Last year, then-Governor Brown signed SB 1343, which made several important changes to this requirement. First, the small employer threshold was reduced from 50 to 5. In other words, the training requirement now applies to employers with only five employees. Now, we want to point out that employees do not have to be located in California to count toward this five-person minimum threshold. But the training requirements will apply only to those employees who actually work in California. Second, all employees, not just supervisors, must be provided training every two years. Supervisors still need to receive two hours of training But now, all employees must receive one hour of training every two years. Another new component added by SB 1343 concerns short-term employees. The law now requires that employers provide temporary and seasonal employees with prohibited harassment training. The requirement for these employees is for one hour of training, 
within the first 30 days or 100 hours of the assignment, whichever deadline occurs first. The language of the new law, however, left open some questions. For example, it was widely believed in the employer community that there was some ambiguity regarding when the training cycle was to start. Specifically, SB 1343 states that, quote, an employer who has provided this training and education to an employee after January 1st, 2019, is not required to provide training and education by the January 1st, 2020 deadline, end quote. A pressing question arises from this language, and that is whether the word employee referred to both supervisory and non-supervisory employees. Now, the distinction in the definition there matters because supervisors were already required to receive training under the old version of the law. There are undoubtedly many employers that provided their supervisory staff with the mandatory training in 2018 on the previously existing two-year cycle. Exactly. So employers were left wondering, if we just trained our supervisors last year, even if it was December of 2018, and that cycle is supposed to be a full two years, are we still covered through 2020, or is supplemental training now required? Yes, and the same question hangs over employers that might have voluntarily trained their non-supervisory personnel in 2018. So, in light of that confusion, one of Littler's knowledge management attorneys who's associated with the WPI, Sebastian Chilko, reached out to an official with the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, or DFEH, for some clarification. Specifically, we asked whether all employees and supervisors needed to be trained in calendar year 2019, even those supervisors who just received training in 2018. And we received an immediate response from the DFEH, confirming the agency's interpretation that, under the new law, all employees must receive training in 2019. So employees, both supervisory or non-supervisory, who received sexual harassment prevention training in 2018 should receive it again in 2019. We believe that this announcement will come as a bit of a surprise to many California employers. Before we ask Marissa to talk about what California employers can do to prepare for compliance, Bruce, do you think there's any chance that the legislature might clear up what seems like SB 1343's double training requirement for employers who provided supervisory harassment training last year? Well, that's a good question, Corinne. Uh, under the current DFEH interpretation, the law just does not seem to recognize compliant training done in calendar year 2018. This seems like it might have been an oversight, and so it's possible that there will be legislative efforts to address this, but as of this recording, a formal cleanup bill has not yet been introduced. We at the WPI will, of course, continue to monitor this and provide any updates as they occur. But the bottom line is that, as it stands now, Per the DFEH, even those supervisors who received training in 2018 should receive that training again in 2019. With that in mind, Marissa, can you give us a little information regarding how employers can comply with these obligations? Yeah, that's a great question, Corinne. So first of all, the DFEH is going to be preparing online training materials that will satisfy the requirements of the new law. 
However, we believe that many employers will also want to take a look at other options. In-person training, for example, is the approach preferred by many California employers. But in-person training sometimes presents logistical challenges and it can be a bit more expensive than other options. So there are numerous private vendors offering online training. And of course, the California Chamber of Commerce also provides supervisor training at a reduced fee for small businesses. But what about the temporary and seasonal employees that were impacted by this new law? Marissa, do you have any insights there? Absolutely. So employers are likely to face challenges with that new requirement as well. Let's take a common scenario. A business contracts with a private temporary agency to provide temporary workers. Who is responsible for the training in that situation? The business might want to take over that responsibility itself to ensure that the temporary employees receive appropriate information about the company's workplace culture. However, that duty can be expensive and time-consuming. And in-house training of temps presents this dilemma as well. What if the training is to be provided on the fifth day of work, but the employee quits after only two days? The employer then faces the specter of the employee bringing a prohibited harassment claim, alleging that she was subjected to harassment but didn't know what to do about it because she had not received training. So there's another approach that can be used by a business that is acquiring the services of workers dispatched by a temporary agency. It would also be possible to have the temporary agency itself assume the responsibility for training. The agency could be required to certify that all employees who are assigned to work at the employer's place of business have already received required prohibited harassment training. But regardless of which approach is taken, employers should be aware that training temporary employees could impact the joint employer analysis, which frequently arises when an agency provides employees to a host employer. And of course, if a business itself directly hires an employee and designates them as a temporary or seasonal employee, that person should be provided training as well. Now let's not forget that the training requirements now apply to businesses that employ five or more persons. There are a lot of small employers that will be impacted that have never before been required to provide such training. It's likely that many such businesses don't have a human resources department. And so designating the person with responsibility for overseeing training should be a priority. So as we've seen, there are several new challenges that California employers face as they comply with these expanded training obligations. Of course, WPI will continue to update the employer community on developments in this area and as other labor and employment law issues arise. So thanks to you, Corinne and Marissa for your insights here today. Uh, any parting comments? Happy to join you, Corinne and Bruce. Thanks for having me. So I would just say remember that if you are a covered California employer, you should provide your supervisors with two hours of prohibited harassment training in 2019, and you should provide your non-supervisory employees with one hour of prohibited harassment training in 2019. Yes, the clock is ticking. It's time to evaluate your training options and choose a course that makes the most sense for your business. And for additional information on this topic, you can visit our website, littler.com, and take a look at our new Littler ASAP, Time to Reset Your Anti-Harassment Training Schedule for Supervisory Employees in California. 
So thanks, everybody, and thanks to our listeners. I'm sure we will meet again in another WPI podcast in the weeks and months to come. The purpose of this program is to provide helpful information for employers addressing the latest developments in labor and employment relations. It is not a substitute for experienced legal counsel and does not provide legal advice or attempt to address the numerous factual issues that arise in any employment-related issue. To discover other labor and employment podcast series from Littler, the largest global employment and labor law practice, visit littler.com slash podcasts.